Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lock and load. The Michael Berry Show is on the air. Get over here and tell them what you did. No, I am not going to criminalize my... I'll tell you then, honey. Watusi showed her ass Sunday morning at Big B Donuts. Don't tell that. Shut up. You know you done it. You done it wrong. You was ignorant. Now, hush. Sunday morning, we got down there at church about 12.30. We was running late, of course, because Watusi couldn't remember whether or not she had taken her pills. I hadn't even got sat down good, and Watusi started complaining about her blood sugar was low. It was. No, it's not. You're not diabetical. What's wrong with you? Somebody, she need her some donuts right now. Ooh, I was so hungry. And then you, me, you gonna activate that Cambodian woman up in there asking her, could you have some white gravy, some cream gravy for your damn kolaches? Ooh, that sounds good. You don't dip your damn kolaches in no gravy. That's like asking for money is for your donuts. See, I can't take you nowhere. That's the issue. You never take me nowhere. I take you everywhere you want to go. <laughs> there she go. That's them cigarettes. Look how it's going to kill her. Shut up. Anyway, Michael Berry, how you doing? Remind your audience to take their medications. <laughs> Happy Thursday. What, the phone's already ringing. Let's do a call this early. Hello, you're on the Michael Berry Show. What would you like to say to Michael? I would kind of like to make a comment about what he was talking about yesterday afternoon, about the, the way America was great and, and we were the champions during World War One, World War Two, and all that. Okay, go ahead. Okay. Well, uh, my comment is the reason we were the champions that we were wasn't because we were the country that we were. We were a different country at the time. Not that... Not that we were a great country, was, was not a great country, but we were a great country through the power of the Almighty because we were a different country. We were a country that did not allow homosexuality. There was a law against sodomy. We still upheld the blue law for Sunday to respect the Sabbath. We, we had God in our schools. Our children were praying, and we honored Him, and it was through His righteous power that we were the great nation that we are and we, we if we get back to that we'll get back to being the blessed and great nation that we have always been but it'll be through the power and might of the almighty not our own might and power thank you y'all have a good day well, let me ask you this um so you think if we could bring back more of the blue laws that would help make us strong in the world he hung up Maybe that's what happened, Ramon. 
them homosexuals started running wild, having them rainbow parades, people buying the liquor at 11.30 on Sunday morning. God ain't going to let you be a good country if you're sipping at 11.30. No siree, no siree. If the Cowboys ain't on, if it's still a pregame, you can't have – if it's still a pregame and you're over there sipping uh, on alcohol – you're not going to be a great nation. You're not going to have God's favor. And uh, all the other countries are going to catch up on you. It's going to mess up your economy. And, you know, there's going to be all sorts of bad stuff going to happen. Okay, I mean, uh, you know, there's some truth to every call. But I, uh, well, I, 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 maybe we just bring the blue laws back. Hell, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe Pat Robertson is right. I remember when uh, reading in history when World War II broke out, and they said, respect the blue laws and we'll win the war. And lo and behold, they did. Folk had been, folk had been getting up. They'd have their uh, mimosas. They were drinking mimosas 1030 in the morning on Sundays. Ramon, we damn near lost that war. But they pushed it back a little bit, and I'll be dead gum if it didn't help us win. That's why the Japs first bombed us. They said the Americans over there, they're drinking that uh, them mimosas, and not just one glass, but a whole carafe of it. And they're easy for the taking. God's going to smite them, smite them for that early Sunday morning drinking, get you every time, get you every time. You can't win the world wars doing that early morning drink. You just, you can't do it. Bring back some blue laws. And may I say, in addition to that, I think a good strict, and I mean strict, application of the anti-sodomy laws. I think every time you get a butt penetration, that's that's 10 more troops you lose in battle, and uh, one state you should have to give up. You should won't take long. The whole country will be overrun. Now, I don't know who gets to win because I don't know that there is a more uh, devoutly Christian nation out there, but maybe that will be our seven, our 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 forty days in the in the uh, in the wilderness. Maybe that'll be. Our, I'm not sure. Maybe we will be sent into exile. Maybe we will come under the rule of King Herod. I don't know. I just know that one of the things that gets me, that I worry about for this country, is is uh, insufficient application of the blue laws. That's the one that, my golly gee, because ain't nothing honors God quite like saying you can't have a sip till 12.01. When the kickoff of the Cowboys game occurs, you can have a sip of, of your whiskey or your beer. But before that, and you'll end up, you'll screw around and, and miss your, miss your, you miss the whole, uh, you'll miss God's favor. Is that you calling back, Michael? Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was just uh, very uh, surprised at uh, uh, Michael's comment about this guy who may not have expressed himself exactly the way that Michael would want him to that was talking about how we have fallen away from God as a country. I think you ask anybody walking around that has uh, been in church very long, they they would agree that that's what the biggest problem is in the country. And but would they agree that what we laws. need is more blue laws? Oh, that, that, that's a bunch of bull, and he knows it. He mm. finds one thing in, a, in an argument 
or in a discussion that he can pick up on and make fun of. And I must admit, he's kind of funny, but he's getting away from the point totally. Anyway, I thought that uh, I would call in for that because I totally dis- disrespect what he just said. Okay. Well, what what would be the way that the country could grow closer to God? What what would be what law could we pass that would that would help? No me? law. Huh? Not necessarily a law. I'm talking about. And this this gentleman that called earlier wasn't talking about passing laws. He's talking about the the fact that as a country we have grown away from God. Period. Well, I, sir, I would agree with you on that point. My problem is, maybe you don't agree with him, but he didn't refer to an individual relationship with our Lord and Savior. He referred to laws. Sodomy laws need to be passed. Blue laws need to be followed. You know, the problem with our faith in this country is that it is corrupted by people who do not wish to practice their faith. They do not wish to witness to the unconverted. They wish to pass laws. Don't let people touch liquor to their lips. Don't let them people do this and don't let them people do that. And that's a theocracy. We don't want that's not faith. If you can't say something nice, you can always say it on the Michael Berry show. Made for traveling where I wanna go. So whisper underneath your breath and tell me your concerns. When coffee and tobacco are all that I've been living on in there. Things are done by good people. I'll tell you exactly how. First caller called in. And believe me, none of you out there that are upset right now, you don't surprise me one bit. Your heart's in the right place. Your desire for action is terribly misplaced. And I'm not going to sit by like Mike Huckabee and stoke your fires because somehow I can ride some wave of popularity with you. It's wrong, okay? 
We're not going to go pass a bunch of laws to make you think that the world is somehow a safer place or a better place. We're not going to go pass a bunch of over-the-top morality laws, theocratic in nature, and that's going to somehow reduce our debt. We're not going to go pass a bunch of laws, and that's going to fix our illegal immigration problem. Well, we can pass laws related to illegal immigration. I know that some of you think that what we need to do is shut the entire country down and gather together and pray for an hour. You can do that without a law. I know that some of you have feelings of helplessness at the iniquities of the world. But if your faith is strong, you don't seek to pass laws related to liquor or butt sex. Oh, Michael, that's where it all went wrong. They started the butt sex, Michael, and it, everything has happened since then, and that's what's happened to the country, and, and it's the butt sex, and they're butt sexing, Michael. That's not what happened to the country. I don't care if your pastor told you that. I don't care if that makes you feel safe. I don't care if you need some boogeyman, some other person that in your opinion is engaged in perverted actions. And then if you can just focus on that feller, if I could, it's a dead gum Richard Simmons, Michael. I knowed he was a homo from the beginning. He was wearing them Reeboks. Remember them Reeboks, Michael? He wore his socks up real high. Remember, Michael, and them shorts? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Them short was cut up the side. You can see the top of his thighs, Michael. And thanks was going through my head. It was right. And he had that frizzy hair, Michael. And I always wondered how come he's sweating to the oldies, but he's the only one that ain't getting thin, Michael. And well, something was wrong, Michael. He was a sweating and, and doing things and. Things wasn't right, Michael. Things wasn't right in the world. And there he was just clapping and talking and carrying on, and I, could, I couldn't turn it off. It was the devil had a halt of me. That is not what's wrong with our country. That is not what's wrong in the world. If you want to fix what's wrong in the world, fix it in your own world. I'll bet you that half you people out there worried about the sodomites and the blue laws, I bet you there ain't 10 people around you that have ever been witnessed to by you. My faith and Christianity is not going to be corrupted by the people who want to walk around and wag their fingers at other people and tell them how immoral they are. Your pastor might teach you that. You might feel good doing it. You might even be in a prayer group where y'all sit around and say, uh, guys, we need to pray for old Jim Butterfield. I believe he's straying and running around on his wife and his sons eat up with the dope. Now, we're not going to leave this outside this room, but we're all going to pray for him. What else do you know about him? Well, you know, he had them DWIs he didn't want anybody to know about, but we ought to pray for him. You're not praying for him. You're telling his business. You're neither being a friend nor a good Christian. 
You could have prayed for him if that's what mattered. Did you ever pick up the phone and call him and say, Jim, if you need a friend, I'm here. If you want to have a Bible study, just me and you, let's go back to the good book and see what it says about some of the temptations you're dealing with. Look, I know a lot of you out there, plenty of you out there, you make up a small percentage of the audience, but you're very vocal. And you're used to shouting people down on the issue of religion because nobody is as Christian as you are. You're hypocrites. And I will call you a hypocrite to your face. And I don't care if you turn the dial. I don't care if you claim that I'm somehow supporting the gays or Barack Obama or Hillary Clinton or everything else that scares you in the world. I don't care because you turn more people off to Christ than anybody, including the sodomites. You look in the mirror. Stop running around wagging your finger at people and start doing what we are commanded to do. Witness, evangelize. Oh, but you don't want to do that, do you? Mm-mm. No, it's so much better to think about the life you have that didn't quite measure up to the life it should have been, but at least you ain't one of them damn sodomites. I'll tell you what, them people over are just butt-sexing. That's what they're doing. Butt-sexing, Michael. And that's what happened. Our country was a good country. And then somewhere they all started butt-sexing. Oh. Okay, so there's more of them now. That, everywhere's, Michael, everywhere's. Used to, they had the good sense to hide. Now they're just out there. They're parading, Michael. They're parading through the Montrose. Well, are they are they gathering steam as, as they, they do? Is this a snowball running now? Yes, Michael. Once it became okay to do it, then lots of people was doing it. I got news for you. Anybody that's doing it now that wasn't doing it before was just as gay before. But now they're, they're, they're engaged in it, Michael. They're eat up with it. It's just, I can't stop watching it on the TV. It's everywhere. They got their own channels and they're redecorating the houses. Michael, you wouldn't believe it. Some days they'll take a house and that house is just the straightest, most boringest couple ever. And the colors is bad and it's terrible and, and it, they, they can't decorate for nothing. And then they bring one of them in there, and I don't know how they do it, Michael, but the tips of their hair are so blonde you can't see straight. Damn near blind you, I can't change it. And I'll tell you what, Michael, it ain't nothing but 36 hours later, and that house is the dead gummedest, prettiest thing you've ever seen, and they come in there and frou-frou it up, and they're sodomizing, Michael. And that's what allows them the special skills to do the floral arrangements and paint the walls and figure out all the things and decorate and things, and I can't, I can't stand it, Michael. I can't stand I can't turn it off. They got entire stations on them, and they're in there, and they're rearranging the furniture and knocking out the walls, and they got, and they, they stand them, oh, hi, and they got another one coming in there, and it's just another and another, and my goodness, like I've ripped the knob off the TV, and that's all it's on, and I'm sitting there, and I'm watching them, Michael. I'm watching them, and they're, they're sodomizing Michael. They ain't doing it on the TV, but I know it's what, no, that is not what's wrong with this country. What's wrong with this country is good people not standing up. It's not that good people aren't making stupid laws. Michael Berry Show. Where I walk, where's on the inside of my soul? These boots ain't made for traveling. Where I wanna go? So whisper underneath your breath and tell me your concern. 
coffee and tobacco are all that I've been living on. And there are hard times in a good life. There are good grapes in a cheap wine. There is true love, but it's hard to find. Just give it Time by Market Junction. Fantastic band. Matthew twenty two thirty seven through thirty nine says, "Love the Lord your God, or love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind." This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. John 15, 12, this is my commandment, love each other in the same way I have loved you. Or I prefer the King James because that's what that's what I grew up studying. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye love one another as I have loved you. Listen, I'm not going to waste the whole show arguing with people who think that they are devout Christians because they hate homos. My Bible does not teach me to hate. If yours does, then so be it. I condemn what you call your faith. I condemn the way you practice it. Let me say that. And I don't care what your pastor says. I do not. And I don't care what you think. And I don't care what the five people you hang around with think. And I don't care how much you're afraid of homos. I don't care how much you dislike homos. I don't care how much you don't like drinking. I don't care how much you don't like gambling. I don't care how much you don't like anything else. If you haven't figured out yet, I don't care what you think of me. I am freed of that concern. And guess what else? You can save your email because I don't care if you turn the dial. The biggest problem we've been facing, and they've had high-level meetings, is how to shed some of our audience. We have, I'm not going to explain the logistics of how this works. We have too many people listening. And if you need to go listen to Terry Lowry sell his influence for a local election or somebody else who every day says, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus and them homos, that's not my Bible. Maybe you ought to dive in and read it ever so often. Maybe you ought to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ and not with whatever... $2 televangelist is telling you where to focus your hate. 
If your Christian faith leads you to hate and despise other people, then I got news for you. There's no Christian faith there. And I don't care how bold you, I'm going to stand up to them. You want to stand up for something, big shot? Stand up to Black Lives Matter. You want to stand up to something? Stand up to the crowd. Stand up to the people that ran over a firefighter yesterday who was filling the boot in the muscular dystrophy campaign, and someone ran him over. You want to stand up for something? Stand up for something this nation needs to stand up for. Stand up against Islamic terrorists. Stand up against the people at your school who are bullying your kid, and you won't let your kid do what he ought to do because your kid would then be picked on. Be bold there. Stop worrying about some guy in Hollywood or New York that doesn't have sex the way you do with the person you would want them to. Good grief. We got real problems in this country, but we can't confront them as long as you and Mike Huckabee are over there obsessed with the homosexuals. And then, and then I see that Mike Huckabee would not let Ted Cruz on the stage at the Kim Davis rally. Mm -hmm. Ted Cruz asked to be there in support of Ted Cruz asked to be there in support of Kim Davis. And it has now been confirmed that uh, uh, Mike Huckabee refused to let him on stage. Republican presidential candidate Mike Huckabee admitted Wednesday that fellow GOP contender Ted Cruz was prevented from speaking on stage the day before at a rally for the Kentucky clerk, explaining it all came down to a simple reason. He told Steve Malsberg on uh, on, uh, Newsmax, well, Steve, this was our event. My team put it together. We're the ones who recruited the people, not only to be on the program, but we're the ones who coordinated the effort. We're the ones who secured the permits and the staging. Oh. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Okay. So you don't want the support of our nation for Kim Davis, Pastor Huckabee, do you? You want the whole stage to yourself. So if the other 16 candidates had said, hey, Huck, we'd like to be there at your event for Kim Davis. We'd like to show a united front of 17 people standing up for Kim Davis. Mike Huckabee said, oh, no, 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 no. I want to say that I want everybody to support Kim Davis, but I, I, I really I want to be the only one allowed because we put this together. So you put together a support Kim Davis rally that you prevented people that support Kim Davis from coming to? You know, I don't want to blaspheme, sir, but methinks you might not be as support as supportive of Kim Davis as you are of Mike Huckabee. Maybe this isn't a religious freedom for it. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Issue for you at all. Maybe this is a Mike Huckabee 
issue. And maybe you're not worshiping Jesus Christ. Maybe your false idol is yourself. And so I just put that on the Michael Berry Show. <laughs> Michael Berry Show. Walk wears on the inside of my soul. These boots ain't made for traveling where I want to go. Whisper underneath your breath and tell me your concern. When coffee and tobacco are all that I've been living on. And there are hard times in a good life. There are good grapes in a cheap wine. There is true love, but in going to argue with people all day over how they practice their faith and whether America needs more Jesus. But I, I will say this, and we'll make this point very clear. I think there are a lot of people in public life that disagree with what you do with that faith, but they won't dare say it. They won't dare say it for fear that they it will somehow be couched or taken out of context that they are insufficiently Christian. They won't. They're scared to do it. So they just toe the line. I mean, Greg Abbott hadn't had an independent thought in 25 years, but there's a couple things he knows. He always has to appear to be on the side of the church. And if there is no side of the church, he'll try to create one. So that's how he's managed to have a base of political support when intellectually he's not what you'd call a conservative libertarian. He's not a small government guy. He's not a lower taxes guy. He's not a less regulation guy. And for the record, neither is Mike Huckabee. And you got Huckabee and Santorum, two guys that to me are as much as what's wrong with the Republican Party as Karl Rove or Reince Priebus or however the hell you say his name or the Chamber of Commerce, or Jeb Bush. You got these guys that are wrong on every fiscal issue, but as long as they just say God often enough and talk about how evil abortion is, they get this, they get this base of support. The problem is you can't win elections with that base of support, and frankly, nor should you. If you're not right on fiscal issues, then you don't share our values. Rick Santorum served, I think, one term in the Senate where, by the way, he voted for every big spending project he could possibly get to. He was a favorite of the lobbyists because he was a Republican, a conservative Republican, who was for big spending. And then he became a lobbyist. And he lobbied for things that were the growth of government and increased regulation. Well, what kind of conservative is that? What kind of conservative is that? Huckabee's record in Arkansas was as liberal as Bill Clinton's. Just that he said Jesus. He didn't like him homos. He loved him some illegal, illegal aliens, and he loved big government, and still does. He just wants a good Christian big government. Well, I don't. I want government out of people's lives. 
in every aspect of it. Their personal lives, their bedroom, their living room, their business, their car, their cigarette, their helmet, their motorcycle. Get out of people's lives. Let people make individual decisions for themselves how they will lead their lives. And let your light shine so that they may see it and want to be more like you. Stop trying to use the government to take a cigarette out of somebody's hand or a drink out of their hands or tell them when they can have a drink. Love one another. You show me one of these people that loves one another, and I'll show you somebody that I can have a good conversation with. But I am not going to abide this nonsense of hate in the name of Christianity. If your faith teaches you to hate, you might want to check. You might belong in Saudi Arabia, because mine doesn't. You want to talk about what makes Christians special in the world? Just so you know, every religion believes in the primacy of their religion. Uh, maybe not the Hindus. But most people believe they are the chosen people. Christians believe it, but so do Jews, and so do Muslims. They believe they are the chosen people, and they believe in the Middle East that there is only one true God, and that is Allah, and that the infidels must be quashed. And if you look at the practice of Islam, what we would call radical Islam in the modern era, there's no love involved. There is no persuading someone to your way or your faith. There is only death and destruction, hatred, vilification, unhappy with your life, unhappy with your failed dreams. Well, look at those Jews over there. Look how well they're living. They took this terrible soil and made something of it. They set up financial systems, commercial systems. They set up trade. They invent things. Look at them Jews. Let's kill them. Let's kill them Jews. We'll do it for Allah. Well, I'm not saying that that's what Christians do. But I am saying that we need to stop assuming. We all believe that this country could do much better by practicing Christian principles. We all believe that the secularist and anti-Christians, I don't think that, that Obama is just a secularist. I think he's an anti-Christian. I think he despises the church. And his followers. I do believe that. And that quote-unquote church he was going to that occasionally might throw in Jesus, that was no church at all. Don't tell me that because someone's a pastor that what comes out of their mouth is the Word of God because I'll quote you, Reverend Wright, for 15 minutes and you will recoil in horror. That's black racism in the worst possible, most vile despicable form dripping from his lips every Sunday for 20 years. Audacity of hope. The audacity of hate's what it was. All in the name of a church. He's a wonderful man, that reverend, right? Yes, he is. And there's more like him. There's more just like him. They have a church. And if you didn't know any better, they got their tax-exempt status. And they are a church. And it's good people. They dress up nice and wear their hats and go there every week. And they preach the hatred of white people or the hatred 
of homos or the hatred of fill in the blank. We oppose sin, not sinners. Love one another as I have loved you. Yeah, I agree. Let's get back to Christian principles. But before you can do that, sir, you might need to understand what they are. It's that time. Lock and load. The Michael Berry Show is on the air. Well, it's pumpkin spice time. Apparently, the Starbucks crowd gets very excited when the pumpkin spice latte comes out, Ramon. Did you know this? This is apparently a very feminine thing, and some men seem to have cycled up with the ladies. So we got to thinking, what else could we do with the pumpkin spice? Hey, good looking. Can I buy you a drink? Get lost, creep. Wow. You smell amazing. What is that? Oh, that? That's the new pumpkin spice scent from Axe Body Spray. Whoa, it smells rank and musty, yet oddly intoxicating. Yeah, I get that all the time. It's like, even though you're the kind of D-bag who listens to Florida Georgia Line and Pitbull, I like your body spray. Oh, okay. Thanks. Yeah, even though you wear a chain wallet with an Affliction t-shirt, which normally is a dead giveaway that a guy is creepy... It's okay, because you still smell like pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's me. And and even though your arms are covered with really lame tribal tattoos that are left over from the 90s, and your face has a thick coat of spray tan on it, your pumpkin spice-flavored body spray almost totally makes up for that. Uh, yeah, okay, I get it. And even though you probably still live at home with your parents because you dropped out of the DeVry Institute so you could focus more on your DJing, but then you had to sell all your records and equipment so you could afford the payments on your car, which is just a really gay, souped-up Nissan Acura with a giant racing stripe on the side, I still have to admit, I really like your pumpkin spice body spray. Yeah, uh, that's enough. I get your point. And even though you're all hopped up on stacker and energy supplements and you probably can't even adequately perform in the bed because you've taken so many weird pills that you bought from GNC or a guy in the locker room at your gym, and you can't control your fits of rage because of your constant chemical imbalances while you hang out and listen to Lip Biscuit with your loser friends at the 24-hour fitness. The new pumpkin spice scent from Axe Body Spray. It will almost make up for the fact that you're a walking, talking punchline. Almost. I have a sad story to tell you. It may hurt your feelings a bit. Last night when I walked into my bathroom, I stepped in a big pile of shaving cream. Be nice and clean. Shave every day and you'll always look king. Federal investigators formally investigated top Hillary Clinton aide Huma Abedin for the crime of embezzlement 
after confirming she took a baby moon vacation and maternity time from the State Department while using her formal leave, I'm sorry, without uh, using her formal leave, resulting in a $33,000 payout, at least 11000 of which was illegal. She's also being investigated for embezzlement. She's also being investigated for conflicts of interest when she drew a paycheck from the State Department, when she left being a full-time employee to be a contractor so she could then also be paid by the Clintons and their foundation, and she could be a special advisor, not sure what that means, to a company doing business with the government and a major contributor to the Clinton campaign. When during a videotaped deposition, she was asked about this and the fact that she did not take leave when she was on. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. On vacation, she said, quote, you're 100% right on the baby moon. I don't recall. 100% right. I don't recall filling out any paperwork saying I was taking leave, she told investigators. I'm not even going to blame it on my pregnancy brain. Pregnancy brain. The top advisor to Hillary Clinton refers to pregnant women being too incompetent to follow the law. Huh. How about all that girl power? We need more girls in office because we need girl power. Well, when you sign a bad Iran nuke deal, will you blame it on pregnancy brain? It's one or the other. Either you're the fairer sex, the more delicate of the two, or you're equal to men. But you don't get to go back and forth. You don't get to do both. But the good news is the Hillary email investigation is being conducted by the FBI. The Hillary email investigation is being conducted by President Obama's FBI. That's a joke. That's an absolute joke. It's almost as bad a joke as when Anthony Weiner did a bad Bob Marley impersonation at a political event in Queens, New York, as he walked the streets. Anybody here from Jamaica? Is anybody here from Mexico? Is anybody here from India? Hey, Holmes. Is anybody here from Puerto Rico, Holmes? Is anybody here from Australia, mate? Is anybody here from Russia? Is anybody here from Canada, eh? Hustle! Is anyone here from China? Is anybody here from Delaware? <laughs> and we leave you this segment with our favorite crime stoppers in America from St. Landry Parish. By using St. Landry Parish, wind through the landscape for hundreds of miles. Legends were born here. Epic battles were fought here. Ghosts roamed these waters. And thousands of St. Landry Parish residents 
have camps situated along the banks of our bayous, second homes used for peaceful retreat. Patrolling these camps is difficult. Many of the roads leading to the camps require a four-wheel drive truck. The sheriff has deployed over a dozen 4x4 patrol trucks for just that purpose. But some of our bayou camps can only be reached by water. Boats like this one patrol the bayous on a regular basis, day and night. The camps out here are owned by good folk, hard-working men and women who've earned what they've got. These good southerners invest hard-earned money into these humble bayou cottages. Each one represents something special. Despite patrol by 4x4 and boat, we have had burglaries out here. If you're one of the complete losers that have participated in thefts along these waters, get both of your brain cells coordinated, try to focus, and pay attention. We already know what kind of person you are. You're no good. You're a bum, a drunk. You have nothing, you won't work, and you think the world owes you something. You're what the old-timers used to call a scalawag, a traitor to your own kind. If we catch you in the dead of night, out here in the middle of nowhere, up to no good, we're going to introduce you to yourself. Because on a still night, when the moon is bright, the bayou can be highly reflective. On behalf of Crime Stoppers, I'm Captain Higgins. I like Clay Higgins. Straightforward, to the point. <laughs> Coordinate both of your brain cells. I like that. Let's take some calls, shall we? Coming up next, 713-212-5874. The Michael Berry Show. Oh, Michael Berry. I stopped listening to Rush Limbaugh after he paid Elton John a million dollars to play his uh, wedding reception. That, to me, was the completion of the circle of the homo takeover of America. This is all downhill from there. That hit harder than, than any, any broadside we could have accepted. There he was, just being homo, sitting in Rush Limbaugh's living room, tickling the Ivories in that homo way of his, singing in that homo voice, homo songs, slowly, silently, quietly, sickeningly, converting everybody to homoism. When Oliver Hazard Perry ventured into Lake Erie to battle the British on September 10, 1813, during the War of 1812, which turns out lasted longer than 1812 or more, he sailed on a flagship he had named the Lawrence in honor of his friend, Captain James Lawrence, killed in battle three months earlier. The flagship flew a banner emblazoned with Captain Lawrence's final order, don't give up the ship. The model sig signaled Perry's resolution to fight to the end. The British squadron numbered six ships with 63 cannons. The American fleet counted nine vessels, but their 54 guns had only half the range of the British cannon so Perry knew he must draw close to have a chance. <clears throat> the battle began just before noon, and at once things went wrong for the Americans. A 24-pound cannonball smashed into the Lawrence, 
killing and wounding sailors. The British ships concentrated their fire on the stricken ship. The Lawrence's guns roared back, but the American vessel was overwhelmed by the hailstorm of balls ripping into her side. By mid-afternoon, the flagship was a crippled hulk. Calmly taking his banner, Perry climbed into a longboat and rowed through a gauntlet of cannon fire to the Lawrence's sister ship, the Niagara. Two British ships bore down on the Niagara, but the enemy vessels collided and became entangled. Quickly taking advantage of the blunder, Perry charged through the confused British line, pounding away with broadsides. One by one, the British ships struck their colors until the entire fleet surrendered. With Lake Erie now under American control, Perry scrawled on an old envelope his now-famous message to headquarters. We have met the enemy, and they are ours. Two ships, two brigs, one schooner, and one sloop. Yours with great respect and esteem, O.H. Perry. J.R., you're on the Michael Berry Show. Go ahead, sir. Michael, give us an explanation, if you would, about the Gat Cat in Baltimore who broke his neck in the back of a paddy wagon, and they've already settled with him. Is that is that outrageous or what? It is outrageous. Um, I mean, let, let, you know, let's go to the, to the own words of the actual mayor, Stephanie Rawlings-Blake. She basically admits that they paid off Freddie Gray's family in hopes of avoiding more riots. In looking at the settlement, I acknowledge that it is relatively unusual for the city to choose to settle a civil claim involving alleged police misconduct prior to the resolution of a criminal case. But in the limited number of cases involving unique or extraordinary circumstances, the city has made the decision to settle civil liability prior to the final adjudication of criminal charges. The purpose of the civil settlement is to bring an important measure of closure to the Gray family, to the community, and to the city, and to avoid years and years of protracted civil litigation and the potential harm to the community and the divisiveness which might result. Harm to the community. That's sort of like paying terrorists not to bomb you. You'll find that there are a lot more terrorists lining up. Harm to the community and the divisiveness which might result. There hasn't even been a trial. These men have been charged, men and a woman, with a horrible crime. And the city has paid this man's family when we don't actually know what happened. What if Freddie Gray arrested 17 times? I mean, let's talk about what kind of human being we're, we're dealing with. Do you know anybody that's been arrested 17 times? Do you know what kind of life you had to lead to be arrested 17 times? This is common street trash. And anybody that's offended by that term, you've never been around people like this. These are the type of people that make babies and don't raise them. There are consequences to this. There are babies that cry themselves to sleep every night with no daddy there for them. There are children that go hungry that you and I are asked to pay for their breakfast, their lunch, and money for their family for dinner so that they can eat. 
because they don't take care of their responsibilities when you and I do. That's what we're talking about here. We're not talking about a fully developed human being here. We're not talking about a man. We're talking about the lowest form of life. You can't have a civilized society when you have grown men that do not contribute or take care of their own responsibilities. You can't have it. It's part of the breakdown of society. It's not your breakdown. It's not my breakdown. It's his breakdown, their breakdown. And now, to reward his family for his lawlessness and very likely for the fact that he, for all intents and purposes, killed himself, snapped his own neck. That's what the other guy in the paddy wagon with him said. And now you're going to give over $6 million? Where does that come from? Where does that come from? Do you take it out of the neighborhood they burn down? Do you take it out of the neighborhood where the buildings were boarded up and no commerce could be transacted because people just like Freddie Gray took to the streets to tear stuff down? Where do you get that money? How long before every business in Baltimore that can get out does? Would you invest your money there? But the story nobody's telling is that the lawyer for Freddie Gray was head of the transition team for um, uh, the city attorney. The city attorney who negotiated this deal basically just handed $6.5 million to the head of her transaction, of her transition team. And he will presumably keep 30, 40%. In Texas, you're capped at 40%. So he'll make $2.4 million for what? A couple months work? All at the expense of the, of the taxpayers. I think that instead of just giving the family $6.4 million, I think you ought to have to distribute that to the thugs and gangbangers and common, everyday Hezbollah in Baltimore that brought about this money. Because all the old white people are saying, yeah, yeah, give them the money. We don't, we don't, we don't want more riots. You just- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's paid hush money to the people of your state. <laughs> In looking at the settlement, I acknowledge that it is relatively unusual for the city to choose to settle a civil claim involving alleged police misconduct prior to the resolution of a criminal case. But in the limited number of cases involving unique or extraordinary circumstances, the city has made the decision to settle civil liability prior to the final adjudication of criminal charges. The purpose of the civil settlement is to bring an important measure of closure to the Gray family, to the community, and to the city and to avoid years and years of protracted civil litigation and the potential harm to the community and the divisiveness 
which might result. The Michael Berry Show. In 2008, the mayor of uh, Guadalupe, a small town near Tucson. Spell Tucson, Ramon, quick. No, not T-U-S. You have to say it as Tucson to spell it correctly. It's T-U-C-S-O-N for no good reason. Them damn Indians, they couldn't spell nothing. Fifteen emails. Michael, this is Brooke Smith, and I'm Indian. And those are my people, Michael. They could spell just fine. It wasn't until the white man came in and took everything, Michael. But that's why things are named for him, Michael. I'm still trying to get some sort of a set aside for being American Indian, Michael. I can't stand that affirmative action for the black people. But by God, I'm trying to figure out how I can convince somebody I'm American Indian. My kids can go to a good school. Rebecca Jimenez. Back in 2008, was a hero of the libtards because she rounded up a band of illegals and local residents to confront Sheriff Joe Arpaio, demanding that the Maricopa County Sheriff leave the town because they were there chasing illegals. She was a big hero, Rebecca Jimenez. Well, <laughs> Miss Jimenez was coddling illegals because she engaged she engages in a little illegal activity herself. News report from Phoenix ABC 15. My name is Rebecca Jimenez. I'm running for mayor for the town of Guadalupe. You don't feel she set a good example? No. I'm asking for your vote because I really, really do care about Guadalupe. I think that she should step, step down. I'd like to bring integrity back into politics. She's a disgrace to the town. This was Rebecca Jimenez two years ago, campaigning for mayor. She won, and she's led Guadalupe since. But for about half of that time, she's been battling accusations that she committed food stamp fraud. She's now pleaded guilty to one misdemeanor charge in connection with that case. Her campaign video showed her going door to door. Well, tonight, we went to her door. 
Lights were on, but nobody answered. Well, Wherever her home is, she might not have a political home for long. She needs to leave, and if she doesn't, I'll recall her on Monday. I'll go get the papers on Monday. Me amigos, are you having trouble assimilating into the new America? Well, then maybe what you need is the Mexican American word of the day. Today's Mexican American word of the day is poncho. What is the Mexican American translation of the word poncho? Let's ask Sleepy Fernando to use it in a sentence. Poncho, as in, if you say that again, I will poncho right in the face. That was the Sleepy Fernando Mexican American word of the day. Now maybe you won't be so stupid, Essie. I'm sorry, but this story for this woman that that terrorized Joe Arpaio. This is too. We got to hear this again. My name is Rebecca Jimenez. I'm running for mayor for the town of Guadalupe. You don't feel she set a good example? No. I'm asking for your vote because I really, really do care about Guadalupe. I think that she should step step down. I like to bring integrity back into politics. She's a disgrace to the town. This was Rebecca Jimenez two years ago, campaigning for mayor. She won, and she's led Guadalupe since. But for about half of that time, she's been battling accusations that she committed food stamp fraud. She's now pleaded guilty to one misdemeanor charge in connection with that case. Her campaign video showed her going door to door. Well, tonight, we went to her door. Lights were on, but nobody answered. Wherever her home is, she might not have a political home for long. She needs to leave, and if she doesn't, I'll recall her on Monday. I'll go get the papers on Monday. He's going to get the papers. I feel like she's fighting acquisitions. I did went, uh, you know, to uh, Washington, D.C., and I did meet with Senator uh, Mary Landrieu. I ran on the basis of integrity. I've been witch hunt since day one. I've been fighting acquisitions after acquisition. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that's just, can't a woman just do her job no more? I did went, uh, you know, to uh, Washington, D.C., and I did meet with Senator uh, Mary Landrieu. I ran on the basis of integrity. I've been witch hunt since day one. I've been fighting acquisitions after acquisition. This is a very, <clears throat> a very big day for the Michael Berry Show. Because this afternoon, producer Kenny will be headed to, I think it's Angola, but I can't remember what prison he's going to. No, maybe it's Beaumont. And he is interviewing Donna Goodo. And I'm telling you what, it has been Christmas for producer Kenny. How'd you get wrapped up with these folks? I was, I got wrapped up. I was walking down the street and I caught a ride. So you don't, you don't know these folks then is what you're saying? I know two of them. I don't know the other two. They saying I drove a getaway car, but I'm legally blind, so how I'm going to drive a car? So you can't see at all? Huh? You can see, though, right? Barely. Barely. I ain't going nowhere. I'm still going to be right back in the streets. You did, because I'm innocent. I don't care what nobody got to say. Hey, free. Free down the good old baby. Pimp Squad is going down. P.O.P. Pimp Squad, baby. I'm innocent. I ain't no robbing type of person. I wouldn't do nothing to no innocent man. I've been robbed. I've been pistol whipped. They got that on file. I'm innocent. I ain't do nothing. I don't know what's going on. All I know is my side of the story. I can't tell no other story. I'm innocent. And, Mama, I love you. P.O.P. 
Hold it down. We're going to check on it. They're still holding it down. The Michael Berry Show. Well, excuse me, but I think you've got my chair. No, that one's not taken. I don't mind if you sit here. I'll be glad to share Yeah, it's usually Packed here on Friday nights Oh, if you don't mind Could I talk Six and a half million dollars To the family of a two-dollar thug Good grief well, thank you. By the way, Freddie Gray's family Sandra Bland's family just called and said, yeah, but did you get a road name for you? That's what I thought. Wayne, you're on the Michael Berry Show. Uh, yeah, I've got a few things to say about this. Uh, what's, what's, a few things about our, what's wrong with our country is. Okay. No hey, whoa, whoa. Can you signpost them? How many is it going to be? Uh, three. All right. Number one. Morals, okay. values, and integrity. Okay. All right, let's start with number one. People just, they're not teaching their, their children discipline. There's, there, there's, uh, they don't, I don't even know what to say anymore. <laughs> well, let, let's play this out, Wayne. If the problem in this country is morals, all right, and you're, you're teaching your children, you're disciplining your children, you're raising your children right, you're feeding your children, but two doors over, there's a, a guy that he knocks up a woman and then he heads across town to gangbang with his buddies. She has a baby, and then they don't pay their bills. Now, I guess we could say the problem in this country is morals, but I don't know how you're going to change her morals. It strikes me that they, we then have a question of public policy, not necessarily related to morality, but related to personal responsibility. Right. It's all, it's all about, about their own lives when right. they have okay but, but here's the problem Wayne. so you and i can sit around and teeth gnash all day long and say you know like a bunch of old white guys look at the black subculture in the inner city they're not taking care of their own but they're not going to take care of their own now what here's where the rubber meets the road what do you do now <laughs> don't know well but that's really the issue isn't it i mean because what we're doing right now is hand-wringing Boy, I tell you what, Freddie Gray, he was a bad guy. I mean, never would end up dead if he hadn't been arrested 17 times, if he hadn't started running with a traveling man, if he hadn't started taking all them crazy chances. Here he was 17 times arrested, broke his own neck in the back of that thing, acting a complete fool. He had just run from the cops. And we sit around and go, oh, that culture's gone to hell. Look at him out in the street. Look at him shooting cops. Look at him running over firefighters. Look at him burning stuff down. Look at him killing each other. But we're not solving anything. No. Because they're not going to fix the problem. They don't want to fix the problem. They don't know how to fix the problem. And if, God forbid, somebody from outside the community tries to fix the problem, well, he's an Uncle Tom. we got to do away with him. You don't understand. You don't get to struggle. Chaos calls up. If somebody from within the community tries to solve the problem, then he's an Uncle Tom. And he's worse than a white guy from outside talking about it. But no matter what anybody ever does to try to fix the problem, 
The people engaged in this nonsense and the people enabling them call everybody a racist. We all scramble, smoke bomb in the room, and problem never solved. And we just keep going with this. And we raise our kids, and the subculture in the inner city doesn't. And there's more and more and more. And they, they've gained in political power. They've gained in legal power. They've gained in, in their ability to organize. I mean, with the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Give Black Lives credit. Uh, they, they have managed to organize and beat down presidential candidates. We've got people, Wayne, we've got people running for president in this country who, while they're standing up on the stage, have to be shouted down and then pushed off the stage and the microphone taken by somebody that you don't know who it is. But it's a fat black woman screaming Black Lives Matter, and all the white security guards are scared to death to stop her. So you can't even have a presidential election without the lowest of the low hijacking the conversation because that's what she wants to do. See, I guess my point is, Wayne, we can sit around and talk about morals and values and integrity all day long. And that's what people who have them do. They sit around and talk about morals and values and integrity because that's important to you. But there are people to whom it's not important, and you can't make it be important. You're not going to pass a law that if you have sex with a woman, she gets pregnant, you're going to raise the baby. Now, you can pass a law that will garnish your wages, and we do. You can You can pass all laws you want. You can't shoot a guy for standing on a street corner when you want to sell drugs on that street corner. And we do. It doesn't stop them. You can't say, hey, women, you can't be turning tricks and leaving your kid alone in the living room. We'll take your kid away. You could literally take away 25% of kids in the inner city. Is that what you want to do? And you know the worst part about this, Wayne? The worst part about this is you cannot isolate the problem and deal with the problem element because this trick's been played on all black people, that when we talk about the problem, we're really talking about black people. had a guy yesterday say... <coughs> Uh, I. That's sad when you're too lazy to even hit the cough button. Man, that's pitiful. Anyway, so this guy said, "Hey, I actually like your show, but I don't do this and I don't do this." And I, well, why would you think I do? Why would you think I think that? What on earth would make you think that I think that? Of course, I don't think that. You think I think every black person does? No. I wish more black people would be willing to point out the differences. I mean, Chris Rock had a whole comedy skit, and he used the N-word in it. But what he was trying to make a, a point of was there's bad people in the black community and good people in the black community, and good people in the black community are far more troubled by the bad people in the black community than you are because they got to live amongst them, or they're married to someone who's got one in their family. Oh, those are the tough talks we need to have, but we can't do any of that without everyone running and loving to talk about the word racism. That word has just destroyed the conversation in this country. And if you can't have a conversation, you can't get a solution. Barry, you're on the Michael Berry Show. Michael, there are several things that uh, that came to mind all the way back to your first caller this morning. All right, can you signpost them? Yeah, one, 
there's no other success that can compensate for failure in the home. Oh, my God. I, I can't bullet point that. <laughs> Give me a two-word bullet point. Uh, it all starts with the family. All right, let's do family. All right, next. Okay. Um, Christ is actually bound by the individual's agency. All right, religion. So, so agency is is the the cornerstone of everything okay. that, uh, that that's going no, on here. No, we'll get to those next. Okay, all right. Um, you touched on it earlier. You can you can condemn the sin, but you love the sinner. Love, love. Let's call number three love. All right, we'll get to family, religion, and love coming up next. Okay. Ready? All right, thank you. Through. I want you to say something clever, and I want you to throw a quote in by a famous person. Can't look it up. Just at some point in there, naturally throw it in and just like it came. You got it? I got it. And not you can't use the Bible. Has to be a quote by a non-biblical famous person. You up what, for the what? challenge? Right now? No, just a moment. Hold on. Okay. It's that time. Lock and load. Michael Derry Show is on the air. Talking to Barry. Barry? Yes. Go ahead, bud. Uh, I'd like to go ahead and quote my favorite motivational speaker, Les Brown. He said, Many people are not only dying because of what they eat, but because of what's eating them. Oh. Ramon, that's probably you. <laughs> so go ahead. Well, just going back to the. Uh, uh, the points that we talked about before the break. All right, point number one, family. Correct. No other success can compensate for failure in the home, bottom line. Number two, religion, agency. Right. Agency is uh, Christ himself is bound to to our individual agency. We have the right to choose, to, uh, to choose his path or some other path. He never, he never forced anyone to do anything. Number three, I, love. Love you, 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 you condemn the sin, but you, but you love the sinner. It should be unconditional love if you understand the, the, the big picture of where we all came from and being spirit children of our heavenly Father. You know the beauty of uh, I think it's John fifteen thirty two is uh, the example Christ give gives is he does not just say love one another. He says, love one another as I have loved you, mm -hmm. which is such powerful language. It's John 15, 12, and also 13, 34, and Matthew 22, 37. I just mm -hmm. made notes earlier in the show. Uh, the point there is that there is an, there's a guidebook, right? There's a map. There's a how-to. Love one another might be mistaken if there had not been an example given. Mm -hmm. And it blows my mind how many people will tell you how Christian they are. Oh, they got the ick this on the back of their car. 
and they'll cut you off in traffic and flip you off and not dare let you in. They tell you what church they go to and who their super pastor is and how important their church is, how big their church is, and what thing their church is doing. Their church is better than your church. And they, they've got all these, you know, they've got all the trappings of being a Christian. But the concept of love, nothing further from it. They're, I call them grit your teeth Christians because they're mad at everybody. The world is full of sin and they hate it. They hate it. They hate everything around them. Everything bothers them. We're going to hell in a handbasket. And the truth is, you can go back to Jonathan Edwards or you can go three cents. You, you can precede the United States of America. You can read the words of J- uh, Jonathan Edwards, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, and you will read the hell, fire, and brimstone that lacks any love that people, the end of the worlders, love. They can't wait for the end gathering. They're predicting the end of the world. If you don't listen to them, then you're not a believer. And everything about their faith has nothing to do with Christianity. Mm-hmm. It is all about, it is a pure religion that is doctrinal, but not Christian. It is doctrinal in that they are in some elevated place in society because of what they don't do. They are defined by what they don't do, and everyone else does. Are you a Mormon? Yes, I am. Very interesting. <laughs> are you surprised I knew that? Uh, Kind of. The only thing I think that you might have been given away with is that you might have heard that saying before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was David O. McKay back in the 1950s. Yep. Um. Very interesting. You know, um, my study of religions, uh, did you listen yesterday, Barry? Yes, I did. We were talking about whether America is um, ordained by God. If the Mm -hmm. reason for America's success was not individuals carrying out their will and, and heroism in the battlefield and our industrial revolution, but whether God had simply said, I want this place right here to be the elevated place. You know, the first uniquely American religion was Mormonism. Mm-hmm. And my study of Mormonism, and, and granted, it's it's been years ago, taught me that Mormons truly believe in America as a special place in God's own divine plan because Mormonism originated here. I mean, you go back to about 1830, and, and you see the the writings of Mormonism do not refer to the individual in God's kingdom, but instead to a uniquely American phenomenon. And I, I find that to be fascinating, especially because if you think of Mormonism as the first truly uniquely American uh, religion. Now, you may say it's Christianity, but I would argue it, it, it's almost its own standalone religion. And, and, and but it is whether, however, we can disagree on that matter. It is the first uniquely American uh, uh, form of faith or denomination. I, I would agree. I would agree with that up to the point of me saying that we believe that the gospel of Jesus Christ was restored. And it just happened to be on the American continent that that happened. So yeah. and then it starts creeping they're... me out after that. <laughs> and that's okay. I love Mormons. I mean, look, if you want to look at in this country as a model for good citizenship, 
mm-hmm. you can point to Mormons, not not the early Mormons, because quite the opposite. But but you look at Mormons over the last 50 years, you couldn't ask for a more industrious people. You couldn't ask for a more moral people. You couldn't ask for a more family-oriented people. Um, you know, the, the, the reasons for the financial and social, uh, political, economic success mm-hmm. are not accidental. Correct. But That's just even note that, that, that it was all based on the same doctrine. The doctrine has not changed. So when you say early early Mormons and and the ones currently, we're all going off the same doctrine that we have had for hundreds of years, and then of course going back to the, the, the Bible. Some of the early Mormons were marauding bands of of violent practitioners. Um, not, not all of them were. Well, well, I, I said some. I didn't say them. not. I didn't say all, but some. <laughs> I mean, Sherlock Holmes even writes uh, uh, of of. Uh, uh, of, of being stuck in the mountains with, uh, or the, or uh, it, it, it's not Sherlock Holmes who wrote, obviously, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, but uh, about these marauding bands of, of of Mormons and the fear you'd have going through certain valleys if they were patrolling it. Mm-hmm. But in any case, um, very interesting points you posit, Barry. What do you do for a living? I actually work security right now. You can't be a Mormon working security. Well, <laughs> you're supposed to be the CEO of a company. Well, it just didn't happen that way. You seem like such a nice fella. Well, thank you. You married? Yes, I am. You got more kids than a Catholic? Nope, just three girls. Three. What kind of self-respecting Mormon are you, Barry? <laughs> you drink, One that knows my limits. <laughs> you drink beer? No, not at all. Wine? Zero. Whiskey? Zero. Marijuana? Zero. Nothing. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I have never will. I've been on this planet for. For 50 years without it, I can do another 50 years. I'm not trying to entice you. The Michael Berry Show. Guy ran a red light and hit. Uh, oh, hold on. He's going over their window. She's rolling down the window. 
Oh, man, she, I think she sprayed him with pepper spray, man. He's holding his, he's holding his face and he's on his knee. She's getting out. She's beating him with an umbrella. <laughs> the other women are getting out, too. <laughs> See if you can uh, check on that. Michael Barry, I'm here. Good gravy. Hold on, see if you can get him. I don't want to lose him. Sounded like a, a good call. You're Brett? To yourself. Yes, sir. I've, I've been here, sir. See if you can get him. Sir, I'm here. I can hear a di- something in the... Di- Brett, if you're there, can you hit the 8 key on your phone? Brett? Okay, there it is. Yes, sir. Brett, you're on the Michael Berry show. Go ahead, sir. Sorry. Can you hear me we, loud and clear now? Uh it's it's coming in better now. It's it's coming in hot. Doppler effect. Go ahead. I'm I'm just curious about that eight key, sir. About who? The eight oh, key. Oh, it's uh it's low voltage. Our uh, our transmitter picks that up. It's a low voltage signal. So does that mean I'm in a poor place or what? Well, I, I don't know. I, I, you might have to do some soul searching on that, Brett. I, it's, I, it says you're from Crosby. I've only known good people from Crosby. Yes, sir. We're, we're a small town country joint around here. Right. And, okay. Um, I, I I went. I was in Iraq. Oh three to oh seven. The whole time. You know, a lot of things you see, man, and you see things different, but uh, um, you you talked about earlier about people that just automatically 
dismiss things. We don't. We don't. I mean, when you walk, when you walk in a place that's, you know, the, the things that happen to you are the worst things in the world. If you can control it, if you can't control it, and the thing is, you can't. There's, there's nothing you can do. This entire world to control what happens. You know, I can barely walk right now, but that's okay. It's okay. It has nothing to do with the fact that that I went. No one can take anything away from me. Not one person. I, I'm not talking about one person at the grocery store or anybody that. Uh, even when I'm looking for a head of lettuce, that seems to be fine. I would rather them take it than me. None of it matters. It doesn't. Because I... I change doesn't matter if it's with you Michael or the country or whatever but this whole world the world itself needs to change it has to there is too many people that have gave up lives and fought and done horrendous things. Something has to happen. And if you, me, or the man next door to you can't make it true, then Someone else has to. We have to make it proper. Okay? I think Brett just hung up. Brett? Yes? You hung up on me. No, I didn't. I'm here, sir. Okay. I appreciate your call. 
<laughs> just do something. I mean, we will, Brett. We're all going to do our part. I think we're just about ready to take this country back. I understand your frustration. Some ting wong. Well, some ting must be right. You're listening to Michael Berry. As we go, Anne in Humble, you're up. Hi, thanks. I wanted to make a comment um, concerning the Christians and the hate and everything that you were discussing a bit earlier. I want to encourage everyone that says they're a Christian to read their Bible. I was shocked the other day. I I was listening to a Christian historian, David Barton. And he said that very few pastors are actually teaching the Bible, and very few Christians are actually reading the Bible. So all these people that are going to church, like Jeremiah writes and so forth that you mentioned earlier, they're not learning what is in the Bible. They may think they're a Christian. Some of them might even be a Christian. But because they're not reading the Bible and they're not hearing the Bible taught in its entirety, they may hear a snippet of it, but not all of it, then they don't know what's right and wrong. And so I would just like to say, Christians, get on the ball and read your Bible so you can find out if you're in a good church or not and make sure you're going to a biblical one. So I thank you for letting me say that. Do you send emails in all caps, Ann? No. <laughs> I don't even have a computer at the moment. <laughs> I'm not sending any at all. How come you not to have a computer? Oh, it's just a time thing, and the one I had broke, and I just haven't set up another one yet. What was the one you had? What do you mean, what was it? Like what kind, it just, what kind was it? I'm not a it big was, computer person. It was a Hewlett-Packard. Oh, Okay. What'd you do on there? Uh, Write business letters and do just a variety of work. 
Okay. What do you do for a living? I work with real estate. I'm a landlord mostly, but I am also a personal assistant. Oh, okay. I'm self-employed. Well, that's the way to be. Yes, sir. It is. <laughs> it uh, There's a group called Lifestyles Unlimited here in Houston. Yes. I've known those folks for a long time, and I've encouraged a number of my friends to go to their courses because they teach people how to how to get into real estate. And I have told people for years, if you're in your 20s or your 30s or your 40s, doesn't matter, but the earlier you start, the better. And you squirrel away a little money and you go get a house that's in decent condition and you do some work on the weekends to get it into better condition and you get it rented and you rent it for more uh, than it takes to uh, to pay the mortgage on a 15-year, not a 30, and you you just every month, you make sure you keep a tenant in there. You go make the repairs as you need to. You throw a little money here and a little money there at it. Before you know it, you own that house outright. In the meantime, you get you another one, and you have these houses where the, the mortgage is being paid on a 15, not a 30. Uh, or if you do a 30, you double up your payments every time you get an extra paycheck. Before you know it, you'll own five and then 10 and then 20 of these houses and you'd be surprised you make four or 500 bucks a house, which is not that much. Uh, once you get them paid off, you get the entire rent check. You get $800,000 a month per house and you got 20 of them. I've seen a lot of people retire before they're 50 years old from their day job and just manage their rental properties and have their schedule to themselves. It's a, it is a, very uh, simple plan. What you cannot do is you cannot overpay for properties, and you don't want to buy property in a neighborhood that's on that's on the downward decline. Because if you're too afraid to go over to the property to pick up your rent, you're too afraid to own that property. But if you're just smart about it, and and you put a little effort into it, and you use your credit lines because you're letting the bank. You're using the bank's money to buy it if you don't have the capital, and you just slowly but surely start squirreling away. It'll take 15, 20 years, but that's going to be here. I'll tell you, I'm 44. I can remember being 24 like it was yesterday. It'll take you 15, 20 years, but you'd be surprised. You buy a solid house in a solid neighborhood, you'd be surprised how in 20 years, once you've got that thing paid off, that's just straight income. And if you've managed to build up more and more and keep your payments regular, keep your credit good, I've watched a lot of, I don't want to say modest people, but I've watched a lot of people that were not, that did not make a huge salary, that, you know, their own home was always very modest. And then when they moved out of their own home, they rented that one too. And they didn't get caught up in buying things they couldn't afford. And before you know it, they had real income from uh, uh, investment properties and they were a landlord. They could have never gone out and bought 20 houses. But they did it over a 20 or 25 year period. And by the time they're 50 or 55 years old, they've got enough properties that they can control their day and decide what they're going to do. And, you know, the stock market's up and down. And I, I, I'm, I'm not against the stock market. It's just I started life as a securities lawyer, which was taking companies public. But to me, it is the best investment a person can make is to find a house that you can rent for more 
by the time you put in taxes, insurance, and mortgage for more than it costs you per month and slowly build up those houses, that's as good a retirement strategy for my money as anything out there. Good on you, Dan. The Michael Berry Show. The city of Boston, in their nanny state frenzy, has told the Boston Red Sox they can no longer chew tobacco at Fenway Park. They will face a $250 fine. <laughs> That's cute. All right, coach, we got 162 games, 81 of them at home, 81 times 250 bucks. Just tell my agent, send y'all a check. I'm a, I, I chew. Uh, uh, when I, every time I go up to bat, I chew. That's what I do. That's what Ortiz will tell him. Yesterday, Mayor Marty Walsh signed a ban on smokeless tobacco products at Fenway and other Boston sports venues. Boston follows San Francisco. Oh, great. Whatever San Francisco does, the rest of the country should just fall in line. That's what we ought to do. Whatever those weirdo whack jobs in San Francisco do, that's what we should do. We're doing the right thing for our children, Mayor Walsh says. The consequences of smokeless tobacco are real and can be devastating. We're doing the right thing for our children. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? Ah, yes, the children. The children of the baseball players who do not know their dads might be up in the stands. And while their father does not tuck them into bed, at least he will not be a revered professional baseball player dipping snuff. Ho, oh, for the children we do these things. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? Oh, yes. Never mind that a lot of people my age grew up in the 80s admiring Lenny Dykstra chasing down balls in center field with a fat wad in his mouth, but never turned to dipping. The ban prohibits the use of smokeless tobacco on all baseball, on all ball fields where professional, collegiate, high school, or amateur sports are played. Violators will face a $250 fine. Oh, good. So we get to both wag our fingers, prohibit other people's behavior, and make money. Signs will be posted in dugouts, bullpens, training rooms, locker rooms, press boxes, television, and radio broadcast, broadcast booths, and bathrooms throughout the sports venues. Oh, good. First, we came for your cigarettes, but you didn't smoke, so you didn't speak out. Then we came for your dip, but you didn't dip, so you didn't speak out. Then we came for your Bible. What's it take? What's it take for people to push back? What does it take for people to tell city council, pissant little city councilman, people without an ounce of authority, people that were elected on the basis that they put up more signs than the next guy or 
bought more ads saying, I love my city. We got to get our city back to being a great city. Vote for me and we'll be a great city. Because nobody cares. It's why nobody votes. It's a bunch of clowns and nobodies and know nothings and do nothings. Except they get elected and then they do want to do something. Why don't you solve the crime problem in your murder capital? Why don't you fix the streets? Why don't you balance the budget? Why don't you cut the taxes and spur economic development? Nah, that would be hard. Let's say that people can't dip anymore. Are they hurting you? Are they spitting in your face? Are they spitting on your shoe? Have you no shame? Did you not watch the outlaw Josie Wales? What are they doing to you? Oh, with smoking, it was the secondhand smoke. Yes, they were all going to kill you with the secondhand smoke. And they were going to kill they were going to kill the kids. Oh, the kids were going to be exposed to the smoke, so we were going to take the cigarettes away and then the kids won't be exposed. So a lot of people went to dipping. Well, now what will we do? We can't say the kids are exposed to secondhand dipping. They're not being spat upon, best we can tell. Well, the kids will see that behavior, and then they too will want to engage in I got it. You can't do anything that kids could watch and want to emulate. Well, let's see. How, how many strippers do these players have on the payroll? I think we ought to ban them going to strip clubs because if the kids find out <clears throat> they grab their crotch at least 25 times per game, <clears throat> the kids are going to see that and want to do it in public. Uh, let's see. They have divorces. What happens when the kids see the divorces? What's that going to do for kids' relationships? They're going to think it's okay to get divorces. They're going to think divorces are a good thing. Oh, my goodness. What are we to do? David Ortiz is fat. The kids are going to think it's okay. Remember how fat Cruck was? It was Cruck waddling up there, and then he did a home run. You can't have fat baseball players because then the kids will think it's okay. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? You're telling people that they cannot engage in a behavior that they do almost without you ever knowing about it, that does not in any way harm you, and yet you still feel comfortable saying, we will use the power of the state and prevent you from doing that, even though it never bothers me, never touches me, but it does bother me. It bothers me because I need to control you. I need to keep showing new and improved ways that I can control you. I can already keep you from smoking, now I want to show I can keep you from dipping. And some people actually believed when I was on city council, they brought the smoking ban. And I said, no, if you don't like smoking, don't go into uh, uh, don't go into a bar. And the American Cancer Society was there and the lungs were there and all the all the different organ societies were there. And it was all these wives of rich men and they'd bring their whole board and every every woman in the crowd was, you know, the second wife of the multimillionaire oilman or corporate titan. And they were there because they were very concerned with their nonprofit because they'd all made and they were all going to go have a, you know, three rosé lunch afterwards because they were going to get this ordinance passed. And you knew they were going to because Bill White was going to give it to them. And then all the poor businesses out there that then had to comply. And what ended up happening was if you were anywhere near the city limits, 
people just went one mile outside. <laughs> but the best part about it is all these middle-aged women with nothing else to do but have three rosé afternoon lunches would would tell us. On, I'd say there's no point in doing this. Is the, the, the business owners don't want to do this. If they wanted to be smoke-free, they can be smoke-free. They don't need the city to tell them they have to be. And they'd say, this is actually good for business. You jackass. You ever run a restaurant? You ever run a bar? People that drink like to smoke. Well, but the other people don't like it. Well, then the other people, if, if being a non-smoking establishment offends so many of their customers, why don't we have more no-smoking bars? That'll be their advantage. And then the customer will have, are you ready for this? Choice as to whether they go and choice as to whether they smoke. Imagine that. It sounds uniquely American. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.